1: And we're back. Another episode of Startup Hustle. Matt DeCourcy here with Joel Johnson, who will be sitting in for Matt Watson today. Hi, Joel. Hey, Matt. That wasn't you didn't have a whole lot to say there. I mean, no pressure here. No, there's no pressure. But well, I want to do a couple things uh before we get into this. First off, this is the p- first episode of a four-part series that is directly related to digital strategy. And we're going to talk a little bit about that, but um, before we get too far into that, I'm going to reintroduce Joel. So Joel Johnson, who many of you may know as the creator of Mixtape the Game, is also now full scale's chief marketing officer. That's right. You got the job, dude. I did. Congratulations. All the lies worked. I know, I know. And and you and you did do that effectively. Yeah. Thank so, you. Well, and, and that was really a joke because you have a significant amount of experience. Um, your resume actually says digital strategist. It does. Let's talk about that for a second. And, and why don't you give everyone a background on what a digital strategist is or maybe what digital strategy is or like some of the things that you do maybe at least mildly well. Sure. So like as a formal introduction,
0: kind of formal, I guess. Yeah, sure. Um, Who are you, Joel? Who are you? Who am I really? I've spent the last seven years um, on a marketing team building digital strategy and kind of moving the transition from print and paper to digital for kind of uh, a large B2B global company. Um, Before that, four years building Mixtape, you know, both building it as a brand.
1: And and thank you for that, by the way.
0: Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. we can thank each other. Uh, Building the brand, you know, the message, all of that stuff that incorporates uh, starting a a product from scratch and then taking it all the way to the shelves in Target. Before that, um, or ongoing with all of those things, I guess, is, uh, you know, my wife and I have owned a wedding and event space here in Kansas City for the last two years. So lots of moving pieces for all of those while holding full-time jobs. Um, Yeah, I've been a member of a team. I'm a solo entrepreneur
1: and a business owner. You felt the ups and the downs of all of it. There are definite yeah. peaks and valleys for sure. And, and for those of you that, that may or may not be aware, um, scale, meaning Matt Watts, the company that Matt Watson and I own, and today's episode of Startup Hustle is brought to you by FullScale.io. We help you build software development teams quickly and affordably. And one of those teams helped build Mixtape, the app. That's right in which we are all together, collectively, partners in. Yes. Yeah. So that's been an interesting journey. You can go back. There's an episode called Mixtape the App, and which was kind of funny because we were announcing the app and we were playing it and then it crashed. It did. Which we could have very much edited that out and tried again. I'm glad but we didn't. I'm glad we didn't too because the whole goal of Startup Hustle is to give people this this real transparent, like no bullshit, look at, at what it's like to be a startup founder and entrepreneur and to do this stuff. And it's at times gut wrenching. And things that can also be gut wrenching is trying to figure out how to market your business. Yeah. And, you know, there's a million people that are going to tell you a million different things that have a million different right answers, according to them. Sure. But there's no, there's no skeleton key. When it comes to unlocking the right digital strategy for businesses on a universal scale, like I'll give you an example. I, I'm the, also the founder of gigabook and it's a booking platform. And over the years, people are like, Oh, what are you doing on social media? I'm like, dude, booking software doesn't go viral. It doesn't. No, it really doesn't. Now it doesn't mean that it shouldn't have a social media presence, but it wasn't what I spent my effort on. I took a different approach with digital strategy. Now <clears throat> we mentioned mixtape the game. That could be something that could go viral. Definitely. Because it, it music is something that people are truly passionate about and it's a game and it's fun and it's got a widespread audience and you know, it's, so
0: it's got a story.
1: It's easy to share. Yep. And all of that is now a component for a social media campaign that could run really well. Now, on the flip side, there are other forms of digital strategy that quite honestly would be a, just about a waste of time Yeah, that might work for something else. So sure. we're going to talk a little bit about that. And, um, you know, like I said, this is the first of, of a four-part series. In this episode, we're going to discuss digital strategy. Like, what the hell is that? Just a basic introduction. We're going to follow this up with one uh, digital marketing channels where we're going to be a little more specific about some of the different things that you yeah. can do um and then the follow that up with digital marketing messaging yeah now it's one thing to understand the channels it's a completely different approach to understand well how do we do it like how do we communicate and it's different yeah i think for
0: that one the, the fun part will be uh, really trying to identify the tone of voice you want to use with these channels you know um the different ones that we're going to talk about have different purposes, yep. right? Um, yep. You don't want to be uh, casually speaking when you're on LinkedIn. It's a professional networking site. So. What do you mean, dude? Right. Check this out, bro. We're good at stuff, man. Here's a picture yeah. of me or video of me fishing. Yeah. Not interesting.
1: Yeah. Look at this fish that I caught. Let me build your software. Let me say
0: not interesting in the in that channel. It's not yeah. appropriate.
1: Yeah. And then, and another thing too, is like, for example, on Instagram, I I'm willing to bet that many of you listening discovered startup hustle because you saw what I consider to be one of the most simplistic ads I've ever created a podcast for entrepreneurs. And that was all it said, had the startup hustle logo in it. And that particular ad has been, well, really at this point, possibly one of the most effective digital marketing things I've done. Sure. Because it just, it it gets huge engagement, but it's super simple. And and I tested that against a lot of different things that were way more complex and simple ones. So that's what we'll talk about with the messaging. And then in the final part of the four part series, we're going to discuss digital strategy execution, which is going to go a little bit further than like the act of executing your plan it's also going to have to do with like certain analysis points that you might want to look at
0: yeah and these aren't these aren't any things you have to dig through Google Analytics yeah. in four hours to find these are just simple approaches <clears throat> that you can start your digital strategy with
1: and I'm glad you said that in the way you said that because this whole series about a digital everything it we're going to try to put this in a way that you don't have to have like a marketing MBA you don't have to be an expert like case in point right Some yeah. and some of it and by the way so Joel was just pointing at the camera in which you can see us two guys with faces made for radio on the startup hustle YouTube channel which is exactly mildly successful but we'll talk about some of that too. Like why is that? And like different things. Um, yeah. now uh, many of you listening are probably, um, familiar with myself. Uh, if you listen to the show, I've been on a hundred percent of the episodes, but I consider myself to also be a digital strategist. You've been with us for a month or so now, and I'm, would you agree? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I've done a lot of different things over the years. I've worked with a lot of different people to create a lot of hype through a lot of different channels and a lot of different types of strategy, some of which had longevity, some of which had penalties, yeah, sure. <laughs> and some of which were really expensive with absolutely no result at all. And that's that's really like what we'll get into uh, with that and so first as as we mentioned, we're going to just discuss what digital strategy is. And it's a pretty easy definition. It's when you use technology to improve performance and more specifically marketing performance. And, you know, that can focus on things like new technology, your existing business activities, um, you know, and then, you know, there's a lot of advancement in digital technology altogether, like the internet, Right. And you know, that's like, which is step one, honestly, it is It like, well, we all know that the internet's there, but then there's a million different things. And part of what your digital strategy and your planning needs to revolve around is what is actually right for your business. Yeah. and We hinted at that a little bit, like, you know, like try, thinking that we're going to go viral on Instagram for booking software is naive.
0: Right. And I think this also comes back to experience. You know, um, like you said, neither of us have MBAs in digital strategy, but a lot of the stuff that we've done in the past, we have experiential knowledge of what worked, what didn't and how it applied to what we were trying to move yeah. forward.
1: Yeah. And I think one thing to consider is, all right. So when I first started, you uh, I've always referred to any company that I've been involved with owned or whatever as being a sales and marketing company that happened to. Right. So at full scale, we are a sales and marketing organization that happens to sell tech services. Yes. And that's a good approach to have. But you know, when I first started in marketing, the internet was still new tells you how old I am and people were still buying print ads and newspapers and stuff like that. So at one point, and this was 20 years ago, nearly 20 years ago. At this point, I lived in Washington D.C., where the Washington Post comes out. Mm-hmm. It's a big paper. It's distributed a lot of different places. It's expensive to advertise in. At that time, the average the average edition, the daily edition of the Washington Post when it came out had enough newspaper to cover every surface in the average American home. That means floors, ceilings, walls, yeah. everything, all of it, stairs. Like there was. And so now you've got an ad that might be the size of a business card or depending on your budget yeah, or a parking ticket, if you have more money, like, and, and now you've got to go find that Mm -hmm. amongst all that noise. Yeah.
0: I'm glad you mentioned newspaper because it's important to think as you transition or as any business transitions from print or offline to digital, uh, you, you have to reframe the way you think about advertising, meaning in the Washington post, if you don't nail that ad, one time or the first time, um, you fail, Yeah, but with digital, because you can continue to evolve your messaging and evolve the brand messaging that you're trying to put out there, you have endless chances to refine your message and that, although it seems scary, it's not, no one expects you to be perfect the first time. We say
1: refine and I would also like to add define right cuz refinement is is tuning up things that you've already been doing but in this day and age and okay so the reason that companies like Google, Facebook, Instagram, you know these the reason that they have these mega values is th- okay we talked about a sales and marketing company that happens to mm-hmm. Facebook is an advertising company that happens to offer social like social sharing right. stuff, and, like it exists to sell you ads and collect data.
0: And look at the iterations yeah. of Facebook over right. time. Right. I mean, if you went back to the old, the old, uh, the old looking Facebook or the first version is that much, when it much was different. still the Facebook. I don't remember. I only got on recently. True. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly.
1: <laughs> well, that was still years ago though. But the point is yeah. that,
0: you know, those, that message and, and even the visual representation of that message have, have evolved over time.
1: So when we talk, when I use the word define, um, so if you are one of the people that saw the the podcast for entrepreneurs out on Instagram, that was highly targeted. Mm-hmm. I mean, like highly targeted. And it was, it, they make it really, really easy. Like I did that. I put that ad up originally through the Instagram app, through clicking a promotions button, picking the things that I thought you were interested in, mm-hmm. entrepreneurship, small business, startups, things like that. And then, narrowing it down, also having a basic understanding of the age, yeah, and just different things and you can go like nine hundred levels deeper, sure than that and that that was the very first uh the very first iteration of that that came out and within maybe two hours, it was approved, and I was seeing data and results, yeah, and now then the refinement process would occur, sure. So, but you know, now, by the way, part of how I created my digital strategy, I Googled best way to advertise a podcast. And honestly, I came up with two very specific answers, either advertise on other podcasts. So advertise on the medium that you want to be great on, right. Or social media valuable, meaning like the, there was a lot of data and information out. And by the way, it took me 10 minutes. Yeah to come to that conclusion. So,
0: and you found something that resonated with you and your thought process and what you thought made sense and you go
1: with it It totally made sense for a bunch of different reasons. Now, the Instagram thing was really straightforward and I had some experience doing CPC or cost per click style ads. So, um, you know, I, unlike yourself, I'm not a graphic designer, but I am an expert at using Canva. Sure. 12 bucks a month baby and that's if you want to save it. I think they even have a free version, but Canva let me make uh quickly and easily make ads. And I made and over the next month or so, I made a couple different ones. I kept trying to squeeze more information into them and they would get less and less they would be less and less popular and I yeah. found a couple that worked and I just kept riding with those. And and that's uh, and if you've been a regular listener to the show, you definitely have heard me say that there are three magic words when it comes to marketing. Test test, test. Sure. And just see what works. Yeah. You know, and, and, and keep your eye on it. And you know, pretty quickly with those things, if it's a, if the, if that dog will hunt. Right. Is that fair to say?
0: stud or a stud. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. But you got to have some idea about what you want to do. So, so with digital strategy, you are wanting to leverage digital resources, meaning the internet. Um, the average American spends 11 hours or more on electric electronic devices every single day then that that may be low yeah know? it could be right i mean it's like uh i you know it's uh i you know looked at looking at phones i was like it's, sometimes people are like i don't want to spend that kind of money i'm like that's probably the one you're going to use it more than your bed right like i've always i, I bought a good bed right i Math says that I spent I uh, will spend about a third of my life in it, so maybe I'll I'll go I'll go big on that one. Quality over quantity, there for sure. sure. Yeah, but you know you look at like the the access to it, but much like we use the newspaper example, dude, the internet's noisy as hell, man. It is, and you look at something like Instagram where you can scroll a million miles an hour. What's going to make you stand out? Right. So you know these are some of the things that that we're going to get into as as this series progresses, but. You know, we talked about creating value. So, Joel, who, who are we trying to create value
0: for? Well, existing customers, if you have them, or potential customers. I mean, a lot of people, um, I think... Wait, I'm
1: not trying to create it for myself? No. I think it's easy to get that confused. It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah.
0: And that's, you know, that's kind of a step one. You always want to be thinking about what would a potential customer gain from coming across my digital information? Mm-hmm.
1: How am I going to get your attention? Now you use the word value and I love the word value. Um, I, what, the word that I love even more than value is benefit. Right. So as I consider myself to be a top salesperson and the, at the, which point in my career, I realized I truly realized and understood that people don't buy features. They buy the benefits of those features. Oh man, my, my value proposition changed. Right. Cause an example is, is like, it, you know, whatever it is that you're selling or whatever it is that you do. Let's all right. Let's give me any business. Any just all right. Your uh, not the wedding chapel, yeah. Something maybe a little more engaging. All right. How about one of these skydiving things that like just blow a fan and you float in the air? Okay. Have fun now. Good. Yeah. I mean, it's just something like that. Like, like flying now and inflate your level of fun or something. You know, you get where I'm going, you know, like it's good and not like. You know, the, the features of that would be, um, simulate a skydiving experience. Yeah. Okay. Now that's not the worst, but really the benefit of that is you're going to have fun. Right.
0: And when you say simulate a skydiving experience, if people have an innate fear of heights or falling or anything like that, which by the way, I'm
1: scared of heights and I don't want to go skydiving, but I would do one of those. Yeah. Those things in a heartbeat. So, but that's the thing is what's going to catch someone to t- simulate skydiving. Yeah. I mean, okay, all right. Yeah. You know, have fun today. I mean, and, and you know, like I didn't really run that through the, the full creative process there. It's kind of boring. I could do better. But sure. my point is, is the benefit of that particular action was you're going to have fun. It's thrilling. It's exciting. It's like, you know, uh, I don't know. You know, you get the point. Yeah. So, but creating value, um, and all right. So people buy things for a number of different reasons. Um, one, anything when it comes to B2B marketing, um, it, anything you can do to help, uh, someone sell more or spend less is creating value for them. Yeah. There's benefit in that. So if you can, you know, save money on shipping. Right. You know, and if I'm in a business that spends a shitload of money on shipping, that would get my attention. Easy. It was I would at least stop and look at it.
0: Yeah, anything that's like do something boring or yeah. some
1: menial task faster or yeah. not at all. A, podca- a podcast for entrepreneurs. Right. That was straight into the point. Now there isn't necessarily a benefit statement in there, but with three simple words, got this is what this is. I know what I'm going to get out of it yes. when I see that. Yes, act. which is a mildly produce quality. Pr- no, I'm just kidding. So, but creating that value is what's going to get people's attention. Um, it, you know, think about what the benefit is now, if you're selling products, uh, products can be a little different, like B to C meaning business to consumer, uh, is a little bit different. So people buy, um, man, they buy products for a number of different reasons. They want to save time. Uh, they uh, you know, peace of mind, yeah. uh, comfort, Status, passion, uh, saving money is a big one. Yeah. And then you also have things that are referred to as the coming event and the coming event is like sale and Sunday, right? By, by the way, I'd never believe marketers when <laughs> they're like sale and Sunday. I'm like, which new sale begins on Monday? Exactly. Yeah. And I've actually been in stores like high ticket stuff and they're like the sale ends Sunday. And I'll, and I'll say, are you telling me that if I showed up here on Monday morning and offered you this price that you would give me a hard no. Right. And by the way, 90% of the time, they're like, all right, fine,
0: I wouldn't. You also know, though, in the back yeah. of your mind that you're the same sale or an opportunity yeah. for the same sale is coming right up. Yep.
1: So there's a you and you're the one that has put this together, this episode. I have. So if you think this sucks, blame Joel. But, you know, you have outlined a four step approach. I'm going to let you get started on, uh, you know, what, what's number one
0: yeah and you know full disclosure first time writing show notes for matt and the podcast uh i'm learning his language so it won't suck my language it's probably just a little bit more his
1: love language it's a little bit yes. more detailed than perhaps my love language is not having to do it all myself so, right. thank, so thank you you're welcome i'm sure it's better than what i would have done <laughs> which would have been nothing right <laughs> All
0: right. So yeah, a four step approach. Like I said, anything anything you find on Google, there are a thousand different ways to implement digital strategy, but let's just start with number one in this startup hustle full scale yeah. approach. Yeah. Um Identify the opportunities and the challenges where implementing a digital strategy can provide a solution. So step one, do you have a website? Sure. Is that a solution that can help people find your business or find your product or purchase your business?
1: You you could do you could in this step one, you could if you're familiar with the SWOT, the S-W-O-T approach, you could evaluate your own strengths, weaknesses, opportunities and threats. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like when Joel mentions a website, it's like, okay. so if I get your attention with my awesome ad Mm -hmm. and then I lead you to a dog shit experience on the back end of that done. Or I can't buy from that website. Or just like, I'm like, wow. Yeah. You have underwhelmed me. Yes, exactly.
0: All right. Uh, So the the second thing you need to know is, um, do you know what your customer is looking for? Do you know their
1: unmet needs or wants or goals? You know, that's something that continues to shock me regularly is how little people often know about their own clients customers and users yeah you know and and it's not or that they think they do and they're wrong right um you know and and even my my esteemed co-host master watson will will openly admit at one point they were shocked to find that stackify actually had more users outside of the united states than in because they're a global product and people are using it all over the world. Like, right. you know, 400 million people in the U.S. and 7 billion on the planet. The math doesn't check out sure. in that way. And they've have. by the way, you talk about amazing digital strategy. Sacrify gets about a million visits a month to their blog. That's amazing. Free traffic, brother. Right. Like, I mean, dude, that's a lot. There's a also, value there. Right. Yeah.
0: There's also an, an, an audience that's engaged mm. in what you're saying. Right. Um, so you can you can use that to your advantage to better
1: define what their needs are. Well, and in that particular case, once Matt had realized that. He said, oh, man, we really have to have we can't just be nine to five central U.S. time. Like, right. We have yeah. to expand our ability to interface with people on that level. But that's understanding your, your users or your customers.
0: Right. And that's yeah. So that's kind of step two. You and, can go you can go really deep. But I think just having a basic understanding of who your customer is, yeah. where they're at, what they want.
1: Well, the reason that that is highly important is because if you don't understand that definition, and now you you make your first foray into digital marketing and strategy, well, first off, you don't have a strategy yet if you haven't defined that, right? But you're going to find that it's going to be hella expensive. Yes, I mean you're going to be serving ads to people that aren't within your range. So, so I'll give you an example. I, uh, back to the podcast and that just gives people a top, a topical example. Um, you know, if you listen to this show regularly, you are, you either work at a startup, you're an entrepreneur, you want to start a startup, you love business, you might be in sales, different stuff like that, but you like business and commerce. My wife does not listen to this show. She's just not interested in any of it. And yeah. and you know, this comes out four days a week. Right. I mean, there's a couple up. She's listened to the episode with Kristen Thomas, the sex coach. Sure. Cause that was like closer to like subject matter that she would give a shit about. Yeah. But me advertising to her and not and and her not having interest in this so pointless. Yeah. I'm not gonna end up so if in that in the case of creating the digital strategy around promoting Startup Hustle is you know, I was able to segment it down and on Instagram, people that have an interest in entrepreneurship, startups, small business, uh, venture capital, funding, right. you know, different things like that. And that through that definition, and that's why my ads were so successful, because I, I got you're going to pay in these situations based on the number of impressions that they serve. To users right so you got to be targeted with that yeah i mean am i right I, it's it's
0: yeah. it's definitely one of the things that you need to focus on know who your customer is
1: I, I think another mistake that people make is then they'll say well my customers anyone everyone that's not good no that's not good like by the way I, I when i had started gigabook i was like man anybody could use this and i very quickly realized oh man that is not a plus right because thing- you just back to, you know, like letting air out of the tires. It's just, there's a lot of ad service and stuff like that that goes out to people that is just going to, they don't care.
0: Right. And assuming that they will care is also a, a, a mistake. And you'll learn that quickly. Well, yeah. it's a podcast for entrepreneurs. So every entrepreneur or every small business owner at every stage is going to want to listen to this.
1: Can I, can I reveal step three? Cause I want to be involved. Yeah, you should. I'm going to be involved in your notes, develop a vision and a strategy to fulfill those customers wants and needs. Right. You have you mentioned earlier, you're like, I I'm learning your love language, learn your, learn your client's love language, your yeah. prospects love language. Um, and you know, that with that, get right to the point. Um, a lot of businesses have social media and marketing channels that, They're just there. They occupy space. You're like, wow. By the way, like I've never really been effective on Twitter. Right. To the point that I've like kind of abandoned my Twitter, like the Matt DeCourcy Twitter.
0: Yeah. And I think you need to be able to pull the trigger on stuff that either you don't really care about or you're not getting any reaction from. Um, I've I've found the same thing with mixtape. There are just channels that it doesn't quite compute. Yeah. And why do I, why would I spend more resources and more time on something that either i'm I'm not getting the reaction I want, I'm not getting engagement, or I just personally don't care about
1: well, so examples would be all right, so we'll use Gigabook again as an example i need to I would need to market that to well, service businesses, yeah, people that own service businesses or services service providers coaches are people that often use booking, yeah, and just you know you look at like who is going to take reservations for stuff and needs to create efficiency around that right. Um, now I can then say that that is not likely people that are under 25. Sure. Quite honestly, maybe even a little older, like 30 and you start, and now you're narrowing the scope down. Right. And you know, that's, that's important. And then where will those people be now? In this case, they could, they really could be on any channel. Yeah. But something like LinkedIn Might be highly effective because that's a community built around business professionals. Probably more effective than TikTok. Yeah. Which, by the way, Startup Hustle does have a TikTok channel and it kind of sucks. Right. But not really. It's really just me being bored and creating fun music layovers while people fire the money gun. Right. Which, who knows? Which
0: does that, those do receive high engagement.
1: They do. They're like the only ones. But the point is, is that that TikTok trends towards a younger, it's not necessarily a professional community, you know, like, so the stats on the, on the likely listeners on this podcast, um, 25 to 50 and overwhelmingly dudes. Hey guys. (laughs) But no, I mean the numbers. Just even my own ad engagement. Now I don't like to not include. I don't put tags on entrepreneurs. Like I don't care if you're a male, a female. I don't care what race you are or any of that. No, um, you're just an entrepreneur. Yeah. But the numbers show that 80% of the people that click the ads are men right but part of that is men get served more ads than women because they hey look i'm not even trying to get into the social nature of it like why the why of it yeah it's just there are more dudes that have indicated an interest in the subjects that i was able to pare things down to right now if i first you know enter like small business, entrepreneurship, stuff like that. And I don't put any age brackets on it. I'll be like, you can reach 50 million people. I'm like, Nope. Right. And then you start to to narrow the age parameter down and that number gets down pretty small. Um, but yeah, so. But uh, that small
0: represents that, that number represents the difference between a a newspaper, the Washington post ad yeah. and an Instagram app.
1: Sure. Highly targeted to well, an engaged and, audience. And now, so now we mentioned as, as, as you're, you know, as you're creating this, developing your vision for strategy, you got to pick some things and decide what you're going to be good at. Yeah. Um, for us, like Instagram made sense for startup hustle. It did because it let us do a number of different things. Uh, it let us post images for the guests and yeah. those, you know, and I, we don't really post a whole lot right, on there, you know, one or two a day. Um, we, you know, we'll, we'll, uh, uh, put the today's episode like what it's about yeah and you know the thumbnail that goes with that and some images of the guests and frequently
0: yeah tagging fo- the footage guests.
1: of the money gun
0: yeah it's kind of a which
1: is fun and you know and you check that out now we're coming up on four thousand followers that mm-hmm. were not by any means like kylie jenner right right, right. but you know, thank you. If you follow us on Instagram, hopefully you enjoy the footage of Matt Watson getting shot in the face with the money gun, because that is a frequent thing. It is. So, so another, uh, other channels, and we didn't even talk about, I haven't even mentioned this, even though we've used it as an example, you know, podcasting is a new form of digital marketing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that can be a very precise and specific channel as well. And, you know, Apple doesn't put us in business and entrepreneurship categories because they think that people that want to listen to true crime are going to go, oh, startups, I, I'll click that. Right. I'm somehow yeah. now interested in startups. So when you say channels, you're also saying like, what category are you in? What's your, you know, who are you going to reach? Um, TikTok would be a terrible form to pursue from a paid advertisement standpoint for startup hustle in my opinion
0: yeah i mean you can also yeah. think of it as kind of like the the perfect version of satellite tv where you get to pick the channels that you want that you're good at for things that you're interested in that's the same type of that's the same line of thinking you should use for your business if you you're have not direct
1: int- tv don't you
0: no i haven't had cable no. ever. you haven't even had
1: have cable no wow ever i bet you have a lot of time on your hands that i probably should recapture myself
0: i probably have more than you more I, than the average person ne, we watch a lot
1: of netflix you don't have more than me actually because i don't really watch a lot of tv right it's sometimes on in the background at one point joe and i we did go a couple of years and we just had netflix yeah i i just like watching sports i like i, mean, I know there's ways to do that but i, I like
0: just sports history yeah. historical battles yes and, uh, we've
1: discussed that how to how to i things. like the fact that 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 well by the way i have a huge interest in commerce so like in the history channel you talk about balance i love like the who made series like the Men who made america oh, yeah. or the, the food that made america and all yep. that kind of stuff and like i just find that to be highly interesting that would be a decent targeted approach if we were talking back to ta- talking about the podcast sure that would if you're watching that like the history of business and entrepreneurship definitely that would be an exact targeted ad that would make sense for something like startup hustle now the problem is how do you take action right because you see that ad unless you see it like 12 times you're probably going to forget about it if you didn't already fast forward through it or just go you know take a leak right while it was on So another thing when considering the channels that you're going to become experts at is how easy is it to take action right now with the Instagram ads that we mentioned for startup hustle, you can click a link and it will open the podcast app on an Apple phone or give you an option to pick one of multiple different mediums. And it's very easy to complete the goal, right? Which means the chance of success is. Hi. Boom. Yeah. I'll tell you what, You're what, you really getting this, this podcast thing, right? Yeah. I'm starting to, I did hold up a sign just now that I said, shaking, that said boom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, uh, a lot of people that come do this, they actually are like visibly nervous. It's kind of funny. We'll, we'll share just a, a quick moment. We have these eggs. I've been squeezing Joel's got the, one the in his hand. And, and if you look on YouTube and go to the 35th minute, if you're if you want to check it out, but these are like carpal tunnel, mm-hmm. like hand squeezy eggs and, and people get nervous and they like beat on the table. Like if you hear this, that's our guest smacking the table. Right. But we started putting these eggs out and we're like, Hey, hold the egg. And then also I tell people, I'm like, if you see me hold this egg up, it means grab the egg and quit beating on the fucking table. Yeah. Do you disinfect these? Right? No. Okay. Not going to tell you where they've been either. That's good. So then and and before we get to the final step and the the wrap up of this this very first part of our digital strategy and digital marketing series, you also have to consider, you know, what kind of content are you going to need for each channel? And different businesses have different have access to different resource stacks. Mm -hmm. And stuff like if you're going to post images on Instagram then you need you know you're gonna obviously need pictures yeah and then what kind and you know not I know you're a at heart a graphic artist but you can make really I make really cool images and thumbnails on canva yeah which makes it easy it's a good place to start but if you're planning on taking over YouTube and you don't have proper cameras, lights, microphones, uh someone to do the video editing and stuff like that, you're probably not going to take over YouTube, dude. No, you're not. I mean, the quality is definitely
0: a big part of it. That's why, you know, in doing this four-step approach, you're really trying to identify where you can start first. Yeah. Become a master of that, yeah. like you always say. What is it? What's what's the tagline? A master of one? Am I missing it? Maybe. I should, uh, I'll write it down a master next time you of say, none.
1: Well, we want to master, be really, really oh, be, good. Be brilliant on the basics. There you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, I got confused there. But no, the, the, well, you got to be brilliant on the basics before you're ever going to be an expert. Right. And you need to, and I think where you're going here is what, if you work around me, I'll, I'll say, hey, we got to be good at one thing. We have to master one thing before we expect that we can be great at six. Yeah. So, so get, get good at one thing at a time. And often that can parlay into other things. Um, so one of my one of my most eye-opening experiences with digital marketing was working with J.C. Lopez, the founder of Urban Necessities, which is a huge sneaker resale store. At the time, I helped him start his YouTube channel. And I'd done some work with them at the time, but he had 400,000 followers on Instagram. And he was able to parlay that into the spark that very, very quickly lit that YouTube channel on fire, right? I mean, it's significant, like a quarter million subscribers, and it's significant, right? And and I learned a lot of stuff with that about the cross compatibility, and they had only focused on being good at one thing. And they got really, really good at it. And then when they wanted to do something else, they were Oh, yeah, by the way, I've never seen anything like that. He literally posted uh, an image that said coming soon and it t- go find this on YouTube this just shocks me yeah we had like 15,000 subscribers before we actually published the real first video right and i and think, that was just suggesting it
0: and that's an important thing to think of i mean instagram is a short term can be a short term video teaser channel yeah. which leads people to long play youtube video channels. so your engaged audience is going to jump back and forth if what you're doing on channel 1 relates to channel yeah, two.
1: Yeah. And by the way, don't even mention the other channels if they suck. Right. Yeah. All right. I'm going to let you get into number four. Number four. Yeah. All right.
0: So that you, you've kind of talked through this, walked through this, figured out your vision, figured out what channels you want to focus on first. The next thing you need to do is just prioritize what you're going to do with them. You know? Um, so let's say you don't have a website or you do. Before you get into social media and walking down all the other ways you can market to your audience, if the only place or the main place to, for customers to get information from you is your website, and it sucks, yeah, you need to look at that and deal with it.
1: I want to share a story of failure. Please do. Everyone I got one loves too. stories of failure. I've got and one too. So at one point, uh, a member of our staff who I wouldn't have defined as technically proficient had changed a setting on the info at fullscale.io email. So it was bouncing. If mm. you were attempting to email it from an outside full scale email, and we had like probably like a couple months where people were inquiring about our services and we didn't even know. So that would be people possibly willing to spend money with A lot of scale. them, a lot of them. Right. And under no circumstance would I ever hire a company Whose info at email on their website that was selling to, I mean, I was like so shocked, embarrassed. Like now here's the thing. The reality is that it cost me on some level, a couple paying clients, yeah, which is really fucking expensive with what we do. And I mean, that is like a critical error. Like, I mean, it's bad. Right. So we're talking about things like, is your phone number on your website? Yeah. Is it is- the right phone number? Do you even want people calling you? Cause if you don't ever answer your phone, don't put your phone number on the website. Right. Does the message on our website relay to what we want to say to
0: customers or potential customers? Is it
1: too wordy? Is it mobile friendly? Does it load fast? (laughs) Is it quick? Is it easy to figure out? Like, what's your main objective? So if you, if you're trying to drive traffic, literally drive traffic to a location where you have to perform services, that should be like the first thing that people see. Yes. Like they click it and you're like, Hey, we're on, we're at 89th and state line road. Come visit our only location. Right now. If you have like 500 locations, different, different Different. approach, enter your zip code to find the nearest blah, blah, blah. Right. Right. Make it fast and easy. Don't make people have to search for anything. Why? Because people are lazy. If you don't put it right in front of them and click here, you literally, I want you to picture yourself slapping the visitor in the face with your most important message. That's, that's a good metaphor. And I have another one too. I call the flashcard test. You know, typically when you look at a flashcard, you see it for like three seconds. Yeah. Okay. So look at your own stuff, your own, like literally one, two, three, and then stop Mm -hmm. looking and show it to some other people. Okay. What did you see on my website? Like if you go to the fullscale.io website, Build software teams quickly and affordably. It's right there. If you only if you never scroll or do anything, you will see that, which right. is what we do. Yeah. Now people try to be overly clever. Are you having problems with your software? That wouldn't tell me what the hell we do with the business. It also opens up the the opportunity for 10 more
0: questions. Yeah. Well, I am, but I have a question about this.
1: Yeah. And now I gotta search for it. I gotta look for stuff. So lead people straight to the money
0: yeah
1: i mean in the money make, statement
0: make sure it's up to yeah. date um let me get to, let me, yeah, let me yeah. get to the last piece of please, number four please. which is when you're considering any type of digital strategy another very important piece is do you have the resources to fill that
1: channel with pertinent relative yeah. information well are you a great example is as those of you that decided to put a blog on your website yeah, and you wrote three articles in 2017 and they're still sitting there. Because if I do make it to your site now I go to your blog and I'm like, wow. So the last time you did anything here was 2017. It doesn't, it doesn't, a lot of... it doesn't scream authenticity and accuracy and Hey, we're really in the business of doing this. Like right. at that point you should just take your blog now. It's better that it doesn't exist or hide it. Right, Like just hide it. Like don't have a blog button. I would already have a question
0: about it. So I've, I've gone beyond what you're trying to tell me. And now I'm wondering like, why, why haven't they written anything?
1: Yeah. Or something. I'd just be like, well, this doesn't look great. Right. Yeah. Um, I, I hate it when people tell me they're like, I don't really need a website. Get out of here, get out of here. You're not serious about being in business. Right. What business that generates any amount of revenue or anything doesn't have a website in 2020?
0: I can't think of anything.
1: If you can <laughs> comment somewhere, because I'd really love to see the example because it doesn't. Yeah. I mean, the. I mean, it could be potentially something that's just an app, but even just an app probably has a website. Yes. So, yeah. All right. So, we're going to wrap this up. And once again, expect three follow up episodes one related to digital marketing channels, the other related to digital marketing messaging, and the final of the four part series related to digital strategy, execution, and analysis. analysis.
0: Yeah. Analysis.
1: Analysis. God, if you say that a bunch of times, it might come out strange. Um, so, you know, once again, trying to tr- create a transparent view at some of the things like this is something I would would it it just really can't be covered in one episode no there's a lot of stuff to it, and regardless of who you are or, or where you think you're at, don't make the mistake of thinking that you can wait till the last minute to implement your marketing strategy at your startup that's that is going to not go well for you You got to think this stuff out a long uh, way in advance and you have to begin to evaluate you have to develop a vision you have to test it you have to execute it and repeat i like to say rage rest repeat okay yeah, I stole, that works. I stole that from Humphreys yeah, McGee, but that, it just makes so much sense.
0: The execute is, a yeah. you know, you could spend analysis paralysis years thinking about what's the right strategy. At yeah. some point, you just pick one and you need to go.
1: Well, the reason I say rage, rest, repeat is like literally in that regard, like come out hot. Yeah. Collect some data. You don't have to do it for like a long time. Like you'd be shocked at how much info you can collect from one day of advertisement. Yeah or three Adver- days advertisement advertisement <laughs> yes
0: god you're so fancy
1: uh, i've always i mean did the top hat that i'm wearing right now i do own a top hat do you have a monocle no i'm not mr peanut and <laughs> i think they killed him did they yeah like but you talk about marketing because who cares about mr peanut unless they're going to kill him and then all of a sudden i'm like whoa right they're gonna eat him Are they gonna turn him into peanut butter like
0: how do you kill Mr. Name the, Peanut? Name the two iconic characters with monocles off the top the of The Monopoly
1: guy and Mr. Peanut. Boom. Boom. Right. But by the way, that's good marketing. It is. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of things that are good marketing. I mean, one of the, and, uh, and uh, it, right before we wrap up, I'll, I'll give you an example. Most people at this point have heard of MailChimp. Yes. Right? And I hope it's a so. great way to do some digital marketing. But they came out of the box hot by literally misadvertising their own name. So they'd be like, it, do you want to create better email campaigns? Check out snail wimp. Nice. And they, like, but the thing was, is like, it got your attention. You're like, wait, what? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Just like goofy. Now I'm curious. They, oh, they, but they had a whole bunch of them sure. and you'd see them and you're like, it, cause it was just so intentionally wrong. Yeah. But then again, it stuck. Like I'm, I'm sitting here talking about it. Right. So anyway, stick around. We got more of, more of this coming. We want to try to give you a better set of advice and information from our own experiences when it comes to creating your digital marketing strategy. See you real soon.
0: do it.